0: Welcome to the Lighthouse Experiment, a Freedom Center Church podcast. Well, welcome back to the Lighthouse Experiment Podcast. Thank you so much for being back with us this week. We have Pastor Jim Parkin, myself, Ashley Chandler, and this week we're so grateful to have guest Pastor Carl Jones, who's Associate Pastor at Freedom Center Church. What up? What up, dude? Thanks for being up, back man? on with us. It's been a minute. Yeah,
1: but it, it has. That's all good. Yeah. You got it. It's like a, a fine wine, you know? <laughs> yeah aged, yep. aged well i was put on the mm-hmm. shelf for a little bit you know hopefully uh you know I, i'm swished and tastes good going down i don't know That's I such it. a weird oh you know?
0: <laughs> i was gonna say it wasn't yeah. for any bad behavior or anything like that Just, good to have you back <laughs> not, man. not
2: this time right not
0: this time.
2: <laughs> so yeah well welcome back to the show um like what I wanted to get into this week was kind of, I kind of would like to define what the Freedom Center campuses are and what that looks like. Um, I think that, you know, some people from church listen, from Freedom Center listen to the episode. And I think it'd be cool to, if we kind of explain, explain the idea. Because some, some folks have asked me, like, is it just small group? Is it house church and you have full autonomy? Is it you know? And I think that before people even you know consider jumping into it, even what it is, and also want to talk about vision because we just this past Sunday had yeah. our vision Sunday, and out at our campus we have vision too. So yeah,
0: yeah.
2: where where do you want me to start? Start from the beginning. (laughs) I remember the beginning. Do you remember how this all happened? Is I was it was during it was I was meeting with Pastor Jim when we were first first season of COVID or like the main COVID had ended and we're kind of in that little off season, if you will, where we're meeting in some portions of the church where the staff was. I think the offices were either up front or in the main auditorium. And so I would go down on Tuesdays to Fenton, meet with Pastor Carl, then meet Pastor Jim. And one day we were at Pastor Carl's yard. I think you were smoking chickens or something.
1: And Pastor Jim just you do the qualifier that it was food, not It was.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just enough of a pause. (laughs) I think he was
2: smoking chicken. (laughs) (laughs) yeah you were making food but anyway pastor jim came down and i had come down there because i was going to tell you that i wanted to move the lighthouse experiment gatherings into more of a house church kind of vibe more deliberate more intentional and then pastor jim was well he could be one of our campuses that i've been wanting to do for like ever and that's it and it's always yeah. funny, too, because it gets super accelerated. Passer gym yeah. time yeah. is different Pastor, time than was a
1: That is a great P, PJT. I like that. Um, yeah, I mean, he's had this on his heart. I think some type of multi-site for a long time, you know. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we got to talking about it. And, you know, it, it's kind of funny because – you know, I, I think, uh, the original plan, and you probably remember this, it was actually called like groups plus, you know, and Mm -hmm. and our thought was, okay. Uh, you know, once, once the like full multi-site type thing where we're talking about other buildings and, you know, congregations of similar sizes, you know, once he kind of prayerfully narrowed that down to more of a Living room model, you know. The thought was, oh, well, let's use small groups as kind of a pipeline, you know, to,
0: yeah,
1: uh, you know, people that have been leading a group long enough. Uh, there's, there's kind of two styles of group, kind of the classroom, you know, financial piece or curriculum based something that people do, and then there's more the like family. Um, where we do long-term together groups that have been meeting for years and, you know, people generally stick around or come in and out, but they're not curriculum-based. They're community-based in, in a lot of ways, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So
2: yeah.
1: Um, the thought was, all right, well, let's use small groups, you know, these, these small groups that are maybe ready to, you know, launch up into that. And, you know, I I think it kind of evolved, you know, and I know you remember this and in a lot of ways still are, you know, you guys are guinea pigs, you know, so you kind of figure out along the way, hey, how do you take a uh, heart and passion of a, you know, medium-sized church, uh, like Freedom Center Church, you know, but still with a thousand people and give that same kind of thing to a living room, you know, that's uh, yeah. not an easy, <laughs> you know, task to, to do. And I, I think the, the best way was to do that. You know, there's high autonomy and there's high uh, alignment, you know, so high autonomy, you guys go knock yourself out, you know we don't care what you do have fun and then high alignment which is what we do where you know it's watching the service it's you know participating in some way with that now after that you do whatever your heart desires but you know the service being kind of the crux of you know that meeting time um yeah so that was kind of uh it's what I feel like we've naturally evolved into, um, you know the the big difference between a small group and and this is really difficult as I'm sure that you guys know for people to grasp. But you know the the difference between you know that it, it meets in a living room, uh, you study the Bible together. It's community, and everybody's like, well, that's a small group, and it's like, yeah. Um, but no.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. yeah.
1: Because this is church for people. Like the expectation, any small group that we would have for the church, the expectation is you guys, particularly the leaders, you guys are a part of the Sunday morning experience. And that's not the expectation with anybody who would come to the Grand Blank campus. You know, that is church for them. And that's hard for some people to wrap their minds around because church for so many years has been so kind of strictly defined as, you know, a main auditorium and a band up front and a speaker speaking, um, not in a living room, not in kind of that small confines together. So I, I understand where that could be difficult for people. But, mm-hmm. you know, that to me is probably the the big difference is what you see at the main campus of Freedom Center Church is what we would expect for the house campus at Grand Blanc, and that is at your church. You know, you don't come here Sunday; go there. <laughs> you, know? Right. you know, and and it would be that would be the expectation for any other um, any other campus that gets started. So,
2: yeah, I hope that right answered that
1: question
0: yeah
2: yeah you know I th- but I, I agree with you that it's hard to it's it's a hard thing to differentiate and I think um for us anybody in the future I think it'll be different but like you said we've been kind of the trial run kind of the guinea pigs and and I wouldn't have it any other way because that's how I'm kind of wired to yeah. if it seems legit I'm all in and it, Seemed legit to me. So like I was like full send, let's do it. I think that kind of some of the confusion came into, we were still pretty, pretty much on either restricted at the church. I think he and pastor Jim announced that we were starting last Easter.
1: Yeah. You guys launched last Easter. Yeah. Right around that. Right. So,
2: so we were still, we had the service in the tent outside. Cause we were still kind of under that, that guideline. Right. So there was not, you know, there was just, I don't think anybody really, it's hard to see that we were sent out to do this, to plant a church in our living room because nobody was there to see us, you know? Yeah. Right. And right. so there's, there's that little nuance. of I've just been gone cause I don't really don't come on Sundays very often, every once in right. a you know, so so I've just been, all of a sudden, Parkins weren't there, you know? And despite every Sunday being, hey, welcome, also Grand Blank Campus, you know, it's just, as interesting to me at least that people have just, like, still every once in a while I see somebody, like, like, this past Sunday, ran into some people I hadn't seen in a while, and they're like, where have you been? Have you been, like... I was like well, pastoring on Mondays. <laughs> you know I mean, that's when they say Blanc yeah. campus, I'm like mm, that's right. us. And, and, like, that,
1: oh. and you know, that's the that's the tone that, you know, I think anybody who would be a pastor of that, and I think this is maybe where um some of the difficulties has come with recruiting for this, you know, those conversations with you were pre COVID. Right. Uh, in a lot of ways, you know, and as, as the unsurety, I guess, of life and society around people happened, um, you know, church in a lot of ways became an anchor for, for people. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, as all of these waters are, you know, going nuts, you know, can church... And community with believers be excuse me, the one place that has some kind of stability, you know what I mean? And so then we're asking in that moment, hey, guys, um, I want you to leave that stability and start a completely new community somewhere <laughs> you know so I, I i understood the hesitation where you know we had a few that were interested and then that became you know a, a hesitation in a lot of ways yeah. to to mm-hmm. do something like that so you know you guys you the uniqueness of launching in that environment you know is is not
2: lost on any of us at all so <laughs> Right. You know, I mean, we do. <laughs> it should be noted that we had a community already. Right. So we really just
0: went well. That that's exactly what I was,
2: and shifted, yeah. you know, right. so it wasn't like I had to start, you know, our, our, our other guy that's, you know, the potentially Mississippi campus. He reached out and he asked, like, how did you like how how did you go about getting people to come and, and starting this congregation? And I was like, well, homie, (laughs) I already had it. Like we had our group and we just kind of shifted into something else. We've had, you know, new people come and go and stuff like that. But largely we were already doing the thing and, and, you know, and in some ways just rebranded
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. And that that was kind of the original thought
2: with with it being
1: groups plus and using small groups as a launching board was how much easier would this be on the campus pastors to have, you know, a a team already that had been meeting together and been now all those people would have to be on the same page. Like, Hey, Main campus isn't your church anymore. That's hard. You know? And I, I think with a, with a place like, freedom center where friendliness is a big deal and people, you know, tend to connect with each other uh, pretty well. You know, it's Mm -hmm. some some pretty pleasant folks that you get to enjoy life with. Um, You know, it's hard to say goodbye to that in some ways and, and scary for people. So it really is, I think a calling that, um, is is important but it's also such a great you know there's people and i know that you guys know this there's people that's never going to darken the door of a church building you know what i mean it just and and those are the people that house campuses are kind of uniquely geared to go after because they they may never step into a church but they'll step into your living room for dinner Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like and that's That's exactly right. Kind of the goal is, hey, you know, fine. You don't want to go to a church because you're afraid you'll burst into flames or, you know, you don't don't want to be around dirty hypocrites or whatever.
2: But whatever the case, right. Just just come over for dinner.
1: You know what I mean?
2: Right. Right. Yeah, that's good. And kind of kind of shifting into, you know, we've had, like I said, we just had Vision Sunday. You know, and, and all the things Freedom Center Church is, is going to be involved in and stuff like that. Um, you know, that was a stellar video for anybody who hasn't watched it yet. I'll put, a good one. Put, put the link up so you can watch the service on my Facebook and stuff. But I did not. I, I just have to say that I did not purposely wear a Carhartt hat on that. That had happened prior. The Carhartt, the Carhart thing happened after the video was done. But oh, how I wish! What, how I wish we could have done a version where my, where the logo was pixelated. That's so funny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I told him, or do like a different, deliberate. a different one, like superimposed or something. So it was like a p- completely different, like wonky hat on top. <laughs>
2: That's awesome. I mean, have you ever known me to kind of low key throw jabs out there? No. Uh, Other than I do that on a rather consistent
1: basis. I I know that on audio, people can't see my eyebrows that
2: shot up with the quickness, but they they did. I did. Oh well. I mean, it is what it is. Um, No, but you know, that's just—it's a blessing to be a part of a church community that has the kind of one the capacity to be able to send people and get people headed in a direction, but to, you know, to piggyback off pastor Jim, just how grateful we should all be just that we are going to be able to be involved with, with Prism project and, and what they have going on with convoy of hope. And, you know, and, and to me, it's a big deal as the first campus to, you know, to have the opportunity to be involved with future campuses and stuff like that, and just how that progresses, you know, I think I try to not have lofty dreams of there actually being thirty, you know, but at the <laughs> same time, I still dream of people like, you know, kind of. Well, this is pretty cool. We could do this, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the goal, and I I think overall, you know, one of the things that really shines through with um, vision, which honestly gets me the most excited, is it's about care. You know, that's uh, <clears throat> you know, I feel like right now, um, you know, the last two years in particular, you know, you ever you, you're at the beach and you know you get hit by this big old wave, and you know the 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 wave hitting you is not the end of the wave process it's that wave hitting you and then there's the undertow of Hmm. everything getting sucked you know back out and i i think in a lot of ways ways that wave has crashed and is hit you know with covid and race and politics and everything else but i I think what we're really starting to see and and my particular position at the church which You know, I I think it it is a a microcosm, but, you know, I I can't imagine it being a ton different elsewhere is that undertow of mental health and that undertow of, you know, feeling pressed down in whatever way, shape or form that people, um, you know, may have felt that way, uh, regardless of which side, you know, that you're on. Yeah. Um, that, you know, the, you, you push a spring down so far and then you take your thumb off and shoo, fires into the air. And that's a lot of people right now, you know, um, wanting to be heard, wanting to be, you know, taken seriously, you know, wanting to voice their opinion because, you know, all of this other stuff. So I feel like that undertow um, has begun to come hard. And what I love about you know the vision that was put out on Sunday was let, let's care about each other you know like and and not just in like like it's easy to say that yeah you know and i i yeah. realized that um this is not going to be like a hey guys let's care about each other and then everybody starts to care about each other um and, you know i think we all know like there's there's been words that's been said and there's been actions that have been done And, you know, I I think where people used to have those gaps of assumption in their lives and and maybe they fill some of those gaps with trust, you know, those gaps are filled with a little more suspicion and and mistrust or distrust, whatever the word is, you know, than they used to be. And so, you know, this is not a, you know, oh that was uh, 2022. What's the vision next year? Like, this is going to be a long process of recovery for, yeah. you know, the mental health that people are struggling with right now. Some of the traumas that people have come face to face with some of the broken relationships, and, you know, you pick it. And so, you know, I think this is going to be a, a a long, but really good and needed road where when he says hey we're gonna we're gonna be the answer to people's prayers and we're gonna love people so well that they tell their friends there there's some some mindset changes that are gonna need to come right. with that you know so yeah what does that mean and how do we enact that stuff and and how do we help is you know that's a big deal so yeah
0: no that's really good right. i I was just talking to Kalina yesterday. We were having a really good conversation. And she, um, she's like, Mom, I, I feel like a really weird teenager. I'm like, mm, just kind of like from earlier. Like, I'm waiting for the the context of that, right? And she's like, because I, I kind of, I don't fight with you guys. Like, I do what you guys want me to do. Like, I'm a good kid. Like, she had a, um, a friend ask her, like, whoa, whoa, wait, like, your parents are together? And she's like, yeah. She's like, well, yeah. do do you like your parents? And Kalina's like, well, most of the time. I mean, like, you know, like, let's be I honest, know you know, we do don't, that. yeah, we don't right. always have our days, you know. Um, But it's, and so there was this kind of discussion of, okay, you know that we have our day-to-day. You know that we have the things that our family has been through. But then we know that there's people that need hope so how can we be obedient to love others to take care of our family to be family with each other and to make sure that um we take care of this home first well but then also like there there are people waiting to know that there's hope you know and like what what does that look like even just for our family what does that look like for one person you know and it's it's huge you know,
1: that's the gospel, right? Like it's, there's, there's the gospel that is, okay, you know, believe, b- confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord and I'm going to be saved. But the continuation of that gospel is, is good news. And that doesn't just take a spiritual you know, sit in my room and read my Bible and pray form that also takes a, and I, you know, social justice. We're not going to say that word. Um, but, but there's, there is a, a loving up my neighbor, like what, that is such a broad, uh, thing to say, you know what I mean? Like, and I think sometimes people get so overwhelmed uh, with how to define that, that they don't, you know, we don't really bother to do it. And so what are these ways that I can not just like, I, I am, you know, reconciled with God through the gospel, through that good news but how do i show that good news on a practical level to the people around me yeah. and sometimes man that's sacrificial like that that's just i like i don't know how else to express that than to say there are times where ooh mercy what i want to do and what i want to say versus attempting To the best of my ability and and even better, the ability of Christ within me is a, a sacrificial form of love in some way, shape or form that attempts to draw my neighbor towards the Holy Spirit, you know, so that they could understand what I understand and find that refreshment in the presence of the Lord in the same way. So but that's, you know. Man, we could get into a lot of stuff there. And
0: yeah,
2: I'm not going to do right. that to yeah. you. But oh, that's really good. <laughs> Well, I think you know there's a there's a quote that I, that I've used a bunch of times, and it's a, from a guy. He's a Christian dude, but uh, uh excuse me. Uh, he's like uh, motivational. So he does like speaking and stuff like that. His name's Inky Johnson. He's got a podcast called Serendipity Podcast. You guys should check it out. Uh, but. <clears throat> Actually, that's the dude I posted, I think, this morning.
0: Okay. okay, yeah.
2: But, so his story, if you are you familiar with him, Pastor mm-hmm. Carl? So yeah. this dude came up from nothing. Like, he tells a story. They lived in poverty. He shared a pallet to sleep on with, like, two brothers and a cousin. And then some random white man came through his neighborhood and were trying to get kids to play football, other than in the like empty lot next door. So he gets invited to go to the playground and do like pop Warner. When they get there, he doesn't have the money to pay. So the same dude just pays for him and his cousin, mm-hmm. which that moment is like showing people that love, you know, that kind of hands and feet moment. And now Inky Johnson and his cousin are remarkable at football, go up through high school. He goes to Tennessee the mission, playing the NFL. He gets to his senior season and he's told, look, you're going to go in the top 10 in the NFL draft. All you got to do is make it to this next, what is like 11 game college season. Game one of the senior year against Air Force. Minutes remaining, Tennessee punts. He lays a hit on one of the Air Force players, breaks his neck, and now is Jeez. paralyzed, right arm and hand. And so he, anyway, he tells the story of like one, like when God says no, like, what do you do when God says no? And he's like, yeah. his thing is just heal me. Let me get to the NFL. Let me buy my mom the house and then I'll do what you want. But <clears throat> to the point is something he says all the time is that there will be people in this life that need to see a sermon rather than hear a sermon. Sure. Yeah. You know, and I, and this kind of, That is what, that's kind of my plan, my vision for how to enact this loving people so well, you know, they tell their friends, is kind of that, and also you know, with EMS folks, with first responders, you can always get them to jump in and serve first. You know what I mean? If I give you a mission, like I have a mission for you, and they'll be like, we're all in. We're going to go to Life Challenge, and we're going to mow the whole place and replant all the trees and they'll be like oh, we're in like tell us when and where and how to get there and through that it's almost like what i kind of see in my mind is like reverse engineering them back to salvation this is why we do this this is how loving your neighbor works this is the love of a heavenly father you know so <clears throat> sounds weird i no, know but dude, just, that's how
0: jesus did it
2: no, <laughs> with his disciples
0: yeah. man he like this is the life this is what we're doing for people and he taught they were right there learning right. with them and yeah
2: and I'm, yeah so awesome. so to me the way i see the people that i work with and i'm associated with in that in in ems career and in the first responder community even in the within the hospitals everybody's so operator mission oriented that, that, like making a path back is you know, it's going to be interesting. And I guess my point is this mission, this kind of vision for twenty two, to love people so well, you know, that they tell their friends is perfect. That just just opens that up, you know, and it just keeps us aligned with what the main campus is doing.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I I think the, you know, faith and, you know, I don't know if this is a great analogy or not, but I like it. Um, Faith in a lot of ways is kind of like a a virus, you know, It, it, it doesn't want to just sit stagnant within you. Its desire is to reproduce and spread and take over. And I, I see where, you know, in in part of our current climate, we're calling faith a virus, and what I just said there can be problematic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to rebrand it, Pastor. Just rebrand it. We're good.
1: (laughs) But but that's you know good faith, not like you know crappy territorial whatever faith. But you understand what I mean, right? But I I think you know that's when when you the the very thing that so many believers are afraid of you know telling people about Jesus loving their neighbor well serving you know sacrifice of self and 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 allowing those values of the kingdom to come out and you know the the feeling of wanting to do, like, I feel like sometimes I need to explain Jesus instead of just letting the Holy spirit do what the Holy spirit does. You know what I mean? That's good. Um, Yeah, Hey, I'm, I'm just going to obey and put Holy spirit face to face with, you know, with you and and let him do the job instead of me saying all these, you know, words trying to get you to, to Mm -hmm. understand. But, you know, I, I think, um, you know, I, when when it comes to that reproduction of faith you know what so many believers are afraid or intimidated of doing as far as telling people about jesus or just loving their neighbor well is the very thing that causes that hope to spread you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it it it's it's when we keep that to ourselves and create christian country clubs and you know, isolate my walk with Christ instead of our walk with Christ um in a lot of ways where where faith becomes something it was never meant to become. So
0: yeah. It's good.
2: Yeah. You know, it's it's really exciting. It's exciting for me because now more and more people are seeing like they're seeing what we have going on. And they're you know and and uh, they're asking questions and they're, they're asking about Monday nights, you know. And at, at some point, because we're kind of a rough crowd in the first responder kingdom, so I, I talk to guys, I talk to the fellas more like a chaplain would, you know, where I'll be like, what is your excuse for not being there on Monday? Oh, what? You didn't have one. There's no more Monday night games. Like, <laughs> just go to, you know you know, a little strong arm style, but yeah, man, I think, I think this is, we're kind of now getting into a flow and coming into our own. We have a really good core group, you know, and at the same time is I hope we grow by numbers. I'm okay if we don't, you know, like I said, in the video, where my hope our new day is to grow in depth, you know,
1: yeah this that stuff it, it just it takes time you know and I'm I'm really reminded a lot you know when it I've been thinking about numerical growth a lot you know and and I'm not saying that this is a formula or anything but you kind of you look at that acts to church which I know a lot of people use as the pinnacle experience of church and history and whatnot and It was great. Don't get me wrong. But I kind of look at that as you kind of get up into 42, 43, 44, 45. And it talks about all that, you know, that New Testament church did. But that last sentence there is so powerful to me. And God added to their number. So it was almost like all of this other stuff is, can you prove yourself to be trustworthy? You know, can you prove yourself to be a good character? Can you prove yourself to be committed to the right things, to loving your neighbor well, to providing for the needs of the people around you, to glorifying God through all of that, you know? And and if so, eventually, God's going to add what God wants to add. You know what I mean? Like that. But mm-hmm. why would God add to a community that's not trustworthy, now, I'm not saying like there's communities that grow that are not trustworthy and there are communities that don't grow that are trustworthy. So that's why I'm saying this isn't formulaic, but I do think that kind of stuff like our focus should be on good people. You know what I mean? Like let's let's build ourselves to be good people before the Lord. And and that takes time. Number yeah. 1, and number 2, yeah. God God'll add whatever God wants to add God to that. What, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, So, I, yeah, I, I love that focus because I, the more that I think about that Acts 2 kind of example of church is mm-hmm. they were focused on the right things and God blessed it, you know, numerically.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: It's it's really cool. I mean, it's, it's an honor to do life with people. It's an honor to be trusted with other people. Um, you know, like you said, it takes time. It's, it's funny, even for myself, I, I coming out of, I want, I want to get along with everybody, but getting to a point where I don't have to be everybody's cup of tea. I know you're laughing, but here's, here's the thing though, especially in this community, I don't have to like everybody in a way, and they don't have to like me. Like, it's funny, even picking on Leanne, like, her initial perceptions of me are very different now, like, three years later, being friends. You know, um, getting to a place where we can pick up each other's kid from school and help each other out, like, it's, it's different, and that's a level of trust that I don't take lightly at all. And so when people choose to do life together in a a small space where it's very noticeable if you don't say anything, it's very noticeable if you don't show up, you know, like all those things, Um, you know, some of it kind of remember, reminds me a bit of being like encounter leaders back in the day, young adults. And we just we spent a lot of time just being with each other. We spent, I remember reading the crazy love book by Francis Chan, you know, like, and those were conversations where my understanding of what family and Christ look like, like expanded Um, my understanding of faith, like so many different things because your experience and where you've come from in your life and where Sarah was and Davo and Mandy, like all these things, like everybody was such in different places. Um, and it's such a wonderful honoring, humbling thing um so i'm I'm excited too, just for folks that one aren't wanting to trust people to just be willing to even sit in a living room together and be willing to like get to know each other a little bit i just that's that's really cool, and that stuff takes time so yeah, it's just it's it's awesome, and just from a family aspect there's so much need if we just slow down and look around us. I mean, I've got kids at two different schools. I mean, they've got friends and kids that they go to school with, and now doing the basketball thing, there's there's people around us, and God is so good to give us opportunities. God is so good to open our eyes if we're willing to look and see and slow down. Um, so I definitely don't think that there's not enough to do. I think there's just more of us that need to, like, slow down and keep our eyes open to, and just yeah. be like, I loved what Pastor Jim said. Like, I, I want to pray more of, God, what can I do for you today? You know, yes, there's all these concerns that he is so good to care about in my life. But, God, what can I do for you today? What can I be open for today to love and honor you and love and honor people that you love today? Um, yeah, it's really yeah. good. St- yeah.
1: There's, I mean, there's a ton of truth in that, you know, that I'm a stop and smell the roses kind of guy anyway.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: this is me excited. This is me sad. This is me happy. (laughs) This is me, you know, and I, I, there's, there's pros and cons to that. But I think the, you know, one of the great pros is there's a, a, a natural prioritizing because life is a little simpler you know what I mean like maybe maybe it's not simple but it's simple to me (laughs) you know what I mean like maybe everything maybe I'm the dog and you know the meme in the room and everything's burning around me and I'm like it's fine baby you know but I I genuinely believe it's
0: fine whatever that (laughs) yeah yeah whatever
1: that's worth and I, I think there's a natural easier priority prioritization of life when you do slow down a little bit when you do make life a little bit simpler and um sometimes that's not possible but
2: you know when it is it's a good thing it's wild too man because kind of growing up in in well like lutheran church but like more so like across the board i was california boy so kind of grew up in that surf culture where everything is you know i've told these guys a lot of times before but like in the surf towns in california when it's time to surf they'll shut down and everybody's just cool you know what i mean like there's a there's a big swell coming in to mavericks which is right outside of santa cruz santa cruz shuts everything down and everyone goes surfing that's wild like like I've been in restaurants at lunchtime and they will be like oh just sit down and then the waitress will come back and she'll be like oh Mavs is pumping we're closed and (laughs) everybody this is walk on you know and it's 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 interesting having lived on the west coast and in Colorado which is also a very slow moving state to I've been here a long long time now but I think like some of the deep seated anxiety that I have is at the pace at which it moves, you know, and it is odd to be a paramedic in a super high volume system, but be wired more to be a lagger. You know what I mean? Kind of just, you feel like it moves faster around here. I, I, I think the intensity, the busyness of people, you know, that's interesting.
1: I mean, because being from the East Coast, I come here, and this is like
2: this is like I think this is like Turtleville, man. Like the <laughs> speed at which life goes is slowest on the West Coast, and then as you move towards that Eastern that's seaboard, wild. I've never thought the about south. It like that. The south is pretty slow. That's a, yeah. You that's know, true. everybody's
1: kind of a sit on the porch, drink your. You know, sweet tea or your lemonade, and I I remember being really bothered by that when when I was down in Virginia, where it was just like people would be like, "Hey, how you doing?" And I'm like, "Why? What's your ankle?" (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. (laughs) You know, so we lived in Memphis,
2: in the city, (laughs) and so lived in California, then moved to Memphis. We moved to Memphis, and like for. I think 73 through 76 or 77 or maybe it was like 74 through 77 but anyway in memphis the thing that you would do this is the stupidest but the thing we would do memphis in the 70s we would go to graceland and there'd be tons of people there's this dirt path that went along this chain link fence and people we just stand there like we would go with my mom with my parents and be like what are we doing seeing if Elvis comes out <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> so we'd stand there just and there'd just be so many people dude just waiting for hours for a <laughs> glimpse and it was the 70s so I'm assuming it was fat Elvis but I never saw him my mom said he came out one time and saw a walk through the garage or something I don't know but that was the thing it's like the silliest but that was the thing people would do and that's wild just, I'm sure every region has their. Oh,
0: oh yeah, because Nick, I mean Nick, thing. he's a property manager, and anytime he'd work with anybody up in like the UP, it was just like their timeline on doing anything is totally like northern upper country would Like they've got their own own world going on up in certain places. So yeah, it's wild, man.
1: I mean, there's definitely an urban timeline. Yeah. It just yeah. depends yeah. on where you're. You know, some it's like I got to do this in two minutes, and other times it's like, yeah, it's four hours late, and I don't care. So. No.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, it's it's wild at the different paces that people move. You know, because I have friends that are just like I think I have a lot going on with four days on the rig and house church and a podcast. You know, I'm like, man, that's that's pretty packed, and and these dudes are like, they're working literally twice as many hours as I work. We have these young people doing like 96 to 100 hours of work a week. I'm yeah. like, dude, <laughs> I,
1: I I do feel that in the church world sometimes where it's like. Uh, You know, we had this like business conference and you you both may have heard me say this at different points off podcast. But, you know, I listened to Phil Hagerman, the former CEO of Diplomat Talk, and he was talking about, you know, when their business started to grow, you know, instead of banking the money, they would just hire people, you know, hire hire people, hire people, hire people and he said what that allowed me to do was it allowed me to work on the business instead of just in the business and that was such a like novel but but like this simple but novel thing to me within ministry because there does tend to be this like oh i'm just i'm, I'm so busy and almost like a a stamp of like pride on that in some ways and it's like yeah but you don't like where's the time for you to be before the Lord to really know what he wants next and and to actually like pastor people you know what I mean like to actually serve people you know what I mean like that's the I I think that's been one of the most rewarding things to me since you know leaving young adults is you know I, I I do miss teaching from time to time but man like I get to talk with people probably more than I ever have before and a big part of that is I, I'm I'm just not as much as I can allow I'm just not gonna allow my pace of life to be so out of control. That when people need an ear or need some groceries, I'm not there to be able to do that.
2: Like, that's ridiculous, you know? So, yeah. That's, that's cool. Yeah. So that's really all I had for tonight. I just kind of wanted to just touch base. I hope that the explanation of freedom center campuses cleared some things up for people kind of what i felt is the mission is is it is what it is you know i think each one will be a little bit different a little bit nuanced you know an out-of-state campus doesn't have the uh, luxury of just driving a 15-minute drive
1: yes it will definitely be different and then we actually have another one that we're toying with um, that will be even different from that so i'm kind of waiting for some like normal one, <laughs> yeah.
0: maybe they can't you know, be because that's the whole reason know. why they're not coming in a church building because yeah, they're know, just not just, wired for that. You know, I don't know.
1: It it almost kind of feels like a you know a a a, a niche ish thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a feeling of ministering to a particular type of people or place or yeah. occupation or whatever. So. Yeah, that that's sense. so. If you got a passion for someone or something out there, let's talk and right see see about. It. It's not a guarantee. I like, don't we'll put that out there. We have a vetting process and all that jazz. But you know, Pastor Jim's like, "Let's roll," and I'm like, "Wait."
0: <laughs> <laughs> we gotta have somebody yeah. spurring everybody on to like yeah, yeah. keep going uh, forward. You know,
1: he says it. He says it best himself. It's like, "Ready, fire, aim." i'm the aim so yeah yeah in in this in this regard you know i'm the aim so
2: here we go Great. (laughs) it's so fun though because actually you said it like last week i think or something it's like he's speaking it into existence but yeah but in a very cart before the horse kind of way
1: Oh, yeah. Well, that I mean, that was Mississippi. It was like, hey, we're gonna start this, and I'm like, oh,
2: that's not public. Yeah, no, it, it, like, <laughs> I told you immediately. Wasn't I'm yeah. supposed to say that, was he? <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> you know, I feel I feel like we've been around yeah. long enough that, like, I take what he says and those types of things with a grain of salt because I'm like, well, we'll we'll see what gets scheduled and planned. You know, like works out. Yeah. You know,
1: and but more. I know, we we make it happen.
2: Yeah. So that's the, yeah. you know, we make it happen. That's why sometimes it's a blessing if he doesn't say, like, because he touched on, like, the focus is, you know, on Sunday after the video presentation. And there's so much cool stuff going around, you know, and then, like, he doesn't say anything about what we're doing, but there's a solid portion of, like, of my soul around the Say anything, don't say anything because he's gonna say something and I'm not ready to do it. <laughs> and everybody's like, Whoop. "You guys are doing that?" No, <laughs> no, but it's cool, man. It's very cool to be aligned and like, and as we work to help people understand that we are Freedom Center Church and just a campus off away from the main campus. You know, it's, we're not a different. I didn't leave wasn't mad <laughs> it's was just it's just were a different thing you know i just yeah. say that because those those have been questions
1: yeah no well coming from a main campus representative or whatever we, we appreciate what grand blank is doing the the trailblazing that you guys have done period but also in helping us understand like Okay, this is what we're doing well here. This is what we're not doing well here. Uh, you know, it's it's been very valuable to see what right. you guys are doing, and then to uh, the grace that you all have extended us. You know, in, in figuring figuring this stuff out. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. looking forward to a, a really cool future where oh yeah, you know, this this campus grows and uh, in depth and.
2: Deep and wide. Deep and wide. Yeah. there's a Deep and fountain. wide. That's oh,
0: how I deep say and it. Wide. Yep. <laughs> deep so, and wide. I'm just oh, my gosh. Of, I'm just thinking of this, but now that, like, <laughs> FCC Vision has been casted for the year and Grand House Campus is part of, you know, all this and everything, like, Jim would, if you had to specifically just kind of like, hey, folks, if you could be praying for us in this way, like, what are the things that, like, how can our community, even maybe specifically within First Responder, the community that we're building, how can we best support our pastor? Like in our house church, like just prayers and support.
2: Oh, um, I would say just, just be just prayers for continued trust and growth in that, you know, trust what we're doing, trust my vision You know, for the first responder community that's not yet a part of Grand Blanc campus, just I would want main campus and our our people to pray that people would trust what we're doing and that it is safe, that, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned this uh, because it was brought to my attention and very lovingly brought to my attention that a lot of times people hear house church, if they have any... Upbringing in in like church, it seems a little culty. You know what I mean? Yeah. It seems it's a little weird. It's not like we're what we're used to. It's rebellious, you know? All drying out on their own. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. Fully didn't and and yeah. but like but it's it's understandable. You know, I, I understand those things. So that would be for this year. Just that people will will. Be involved in, in service projects, and that just I would want people to pray for people to have trust in me and, and what my vision is. What our vision is is the Grand Blaze campus. Yeah. But I think that's right now, I would say that's probably the stall out where people are kind of stalled out and coming. It's like, you know, what is this? You know, this dude is a, a chaplain and a pastor. But I've also seen them in the heat of the moment or trying to save somebody out of a car, you know, and, you know, you know what I mean? Like, not that I'm out there being inappropriate and violent and all these other things, but there's there's situations that call for yeah. things in those situations. So, you know, it's understandable that that it'd be a hang up for people and, and it's, there's. So I just my prayer and and what I want prayer for is that people would kind of see that the Holy Spirit would through us let people see that it's that it really is a safe place. Cool, that's
0: cool. We'll be
2: praying for that long term. That I can do this as my job. Yeah, my dream, my long term dream is to be doing this campus and then then. Supporting main campus and kind of coordinating other campuses. I just, because I love the idea of it. And I would like to see like a network of these small campuses. I'd like to see that too. (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: awesome.
2: I'll be that director. I'll do it. (laughs) I'm claiming. But I just, I love the idea of it i love like the people that come to our house you know that never would that you know and not based on being non-believers but based on being just not how they were brought up in the church brought up more Mm in a mission-minded more service-oriented and so that's the kind of that was what they were looking for and stuff Mm -hmm. like that you know and of course being part of a family who got baptized also, it has been a wonderful blessing about our campus, you know. So, I don't know. Awesome. It's all good. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Keep checking us out on Instagram and, by default, Facebook. This episode will be up on Thursday. As always, thank you, Freedom Center Church and Kingdom Builders, for your continued love and support. Pastor Carl, thanks for jumping back. I think you've been on the show every season of this show. I'll take it.
1: I'm like I'm like the reoccurring character that just <laughs> pop, pops in and makes the ratings go down. So everybody, no,
0: can... no. <laughs> However, you that cameo, have, man. I think you have been on the most times. I'd have to count yeah, for sure. For but sure. I think for sure you're our most repetitive like not that you're repetitive but you're the most it's okay
2: yeah
1: i'll take i'll take it <laughs> it's always it's always
2: an honor it's always an honor it's okay so yeah hey anybody else wants to be on the show hit me up i tag anybody can be on yeah i would like to have uh, marvin downs on marvin especially there's game. something i would i would Great, love to yes. talk about uh uh, compassion fatigue is a big thing in the like the healthcare and EMS community especially you know and I and I've heard him speak on it before but doing especially with what he's doing now occupation. Yeah. yeah. So yeah he'd be he'd be a great he's
1: just got great insight period. He's he's a good yeah. guy. I like Marvin a lot. So Marvin if you're listening do the he's podcast. Not. I'll tag him. I'll tag (laughs) him. You were were mentioned, Marvin. Give the people what they want. The
0: very end of it. You have to listen to the whole thing.
1: (laughs) I know. Yeah, that's the goal. How many people should we mention at the end so we can (laughs) say? (laughs) Who else else do you want to listen? Come on. Uh, I
2: don't know. That's it. Thanks for seeing you next time. Cue the music. (laughs) It's crazy. Bam,
0: bam, bam, <laughs> bam.